Hi, this is Pastor Sam Murphy from Christ Centered Church, and you are listening to Christ Centered Cast. We opened the service tonight with a song called Fullness of God by Judah. Um, I was actually introduced to Judah by the one and only Kendra. Um, and Judah Ackers is the artist. And he just released his solo album this year. He is also a part of the band Judah and the Lion. He went through a difficult period um, this past year, which a lot of us have with the pandemic. And he chose to create this album um, to share of God's love and God's power and to show that we can depend on God's strength during times of difficulty. Here's what he had to say about the album. There came a point this year when a friend's suicide sent me into a depressed spiral I could not physically pull myself out of. That's where worship began again for me. A broken human in need of Jesus's unapologetic, unwavering, constant love, hope, peace, and grace for me. And as I pondered all that he's done for me, I came to a place where I had to share it with you. My hope is to scream out Christ's love to followers and doubters alike and share the real grace and redemption that's been found by someone walking in their shoes. The song Fullness of God pulls its lyrics directly from Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, which is the passage that we will be looking at tonight. In this passage, Paul prays for spiritual strength for himself and all believers. In the song, the song shares about God's love and power just like Judah had hoped, and about how he depended on God's strength during a time of difficulty. In verse 1 of Ephesians 3, Paul begins by stating, for this reason, as he begins a prayer for spiritual strength. However, he interrupts himself and begins discussing the great mystery of how both Jews and Gentiles alike were united in Christ. And in this context, the word mystery is not what we think of when we think of mystery. Um, it means something that was just not known before. I, when I was studying this, I thought it was very encouraging um, reading a passage where Paul uh, gets distracted and interrupted in his own prayer because I know that is something that happens to me when I'm praying. Um, I get distracted and then I have to bring myself back. And that's what Paul is doing here as well. In the first portion of Ephesians 3, Paul discusses the fact that believers are responsible to proclaim that we are all unified in Christ due to the sacrifice of Jesus, and we should proclaim this wherever we go despite the suffering that we might face. Verse 14 picks up with the same phrase of for this reason, showing that his thoughts are back on the prayer and he's no longer distracted. Tonight we are going to look at what spirit spiritual strength entails. We're going to look at three ways to have spiritual strength. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge, 
that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations, forever and ever. Amen. So the first way that we see spiritual strength is that we are strengthened with God's power. Let's take a look back at verse 14. Paul again starts this by saying, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. In um, this time, bowing your knees in prayer was a sign of humility and respect and deep emotions. So Paul is bowing before the Father of all creation, of all um, families, um, and who, just in the name of everyone, he is um, bowing before our powerful Father, and he is praying, and he is praying for all of us just as he was praying praying for the Ephesians then. We can also go before the Father humbly in prayer due to the sacrifice of Jesus. We see in verse 16, it says that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Um, Being strengthened with the spirit in your inner being is more than just a, I'm going to go to the Spirit and pray when times are hard and I'm struggling. Um, It is from His Spirit to our spirit every single day. And His Spirit will strengthen us in those times of difficulties, in those times where we feel like nothing is going right or we don't know what to do next. But He will also strengthen us in those times where things are going right, and things are going according to his will. And it's important to remember that the Spirit is always working in you, and you can always have that strength um, from the power of God. We see in, in verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. We have to trust God. We have to put our faith in God and we are strengthened by our deep faith. This is Christ um, being at home in our hearts. And when I was studying this, I kept thinking about how um, that is the place where he resides and he lives. That is what the word dwell means there. It means that he lives within you. He's residing there. It's not a temporary stay. And all I could think of while I was studying this is that... um, Our bodies are not an Airbnb for the Spirit. Our bodies are a place for the Spirit to reside so that he can help us and he can give us the power and the strength that we need um, to make it through the day. I found a book called My Heart, Christ's Home by Robert Munger. Um, I'm not going to read the whole book to you all. I know you're disappointed, but I am going to read a summary of it that I thought really um, captured what it means for Christ to be living at home in our hearts. In the little booklet, My Heart, Christ's Home, Robert Munger pictures the Christian's life as a house through which Jesus goes from room to room. In the library, which is the mind, Jesus finds trash and all sorts of worthless things, which he proceeds to throw out and replace with his word. In the dining room of appetite, he finds many sinful desires listed on a worldly menu. In the place of such things as prestige, materialism, and lust, 
he puts humility, meekness, love, and all the other virtues for which believers are to hunger and thirst. He goes through the living room of fellowship where he finds many worldly companions and activities, through the workshop where only toys are being made, into the closet where hidden sins are kept, and so on through the entire house. Only when he had cleaned every room, closet, and corner of sin and foolishness could Christ settle down and be at home. To have Christ dwell in our hearts through faith means for him to be at home in every corner of our life because we believe his promises and therefore become obedient to his word. Are you allowing Christ to dwell in your heart through a deep faith? And if you are, are you allowing him to be at home in every corner of your life? Are you allowing yourself to be strengthened by the power of the spirit that is in you? The first way to have spiritual strength is to let God's power work in you. Make room in your life, in every corner of your life, to be strengthened by God's power. Not only are we strengthened by God's power, but we are also strengthened with God's love. Let's look at verse 17b. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, we're actually going to stop right there, because Paul is telling us to be grounded in God's love. God's love should be the foundation for our lives. It must become a dominant quality in our lives every day, the foundation on which all we do rests. God's love will give us the strength that we need to make it through, but also the strength we need to love other people. We see that Paul is saying to us that you, being grounded in God's love, having this foundation of God's love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. We see the idea of strength there again. God's love will give us strength to comprehend the vastness of all that God is, God's power, and God's love. It's limitless. And when thinking about that, it was easy for me to think about how we as humans have limits. And sometimes that's hard for some people to not be able to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, how we want to do it. But with God, his love is limitless. And we have limits when it comes to ourselves and when it comes to how we help others. God's love is always there, and he can help and strengthen us in ways that we can't help ourselves and in ways that others can't help us. In verse 19, it says, And to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We saw in the first section of this prayer that Paul is praying for spiritual strength that inner strength of the spirit leads to the indwelling of the spirit and then that leads to the abundant love of God which then leads us to God's fullness and when we have that fullness when we aren't just picking and choosing parts of what God has to offer us and how the spirit is living in us we are able to participate fully in his kingdom on earth we are able to share the gospel with those around us on his strength in his love when we have confidence and security in God's love for us, we are able to turn that love to others. 
The ultimate goal of Paul's prayer is that we will be filled with the fullness of God and to be spiritually strong, which go hand in hand. This happens when we are strengthened by God's power and love. Are you allowing God's limitless love to strengthen you in all that you do? Including loving others. It's easy in um, this culture and society to be quick to judge others um, on social media and just with differing opinions and views. And we are called to love others, and we cannot love others truly unless we are strengthened by God's love within us. Make room to be strengthened by God's love in your life. So we see that we are strengthened with God's power, and we see that we were strengthened with God's love. Lastly, we see that we are strengthened when we give God glory. We're going to look at verses 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. In all of Paul's letters and all of Paul's prayers, he always brought praise back to God. It was never just requests. It was never just asking for things. He always pointed the glory back to God. Paul praises the sovereignty and power of God in verse 20. He says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or imagine. And I believe in the NIV version that is translated as, um, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask. God can do so much more in our lives. God can do so much more in our church community, in our community as a whole, than we could ever even dream of or ask of him or imagine. We just have to trust him. Sometimes that's hard when we don't know what God is doing in our lives, when we don't know why we're going through a certain situation. And it's important to remember that what God has in store for us, what God has planned, is better than anything that we could want or imagine or dream of. At the end of verse 20, it says, according to the power at work within us. And that power is what we get, again, from the Spirit being in our inner being. We have God's power, we have God's strength, we have God's love. We are able to, be, to depend on God in every area of our lives. The power that God manifests, um, we are able to see through his creation, creating everything, um, even his creation that we see today, each and every one of us. He, we see his power in so many different ways. Um, you might be thinking of one specifically in your life. Um, but he's there and he's powerful and he's working. And he continues to display this power. And within his power, his goal and purpose is to bring him glory, to point people to him and to what he has done in our lives and what he has done for us by sending his son to die for us. Paul doesn't stop there, though, when he is praising God for how powerful he is and um, all that he has done for us and that he continues to do for us and how he is always working 
even when we don't know what he's doing and when we don't see it. We see it says, To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. To him be the glory in the church. As a church, um, we are to reflect the character of God to the world around us. We are to um, be a mirror of these different things that Paul has discussed. We are to show the people around us God's power and God's love and God's dependability. And we can do that as a church. When reflecting on specifically the church part, um, I was thinking about all that God has done for us as a church and us as a church community over the last few years, and especially over the last year with everything that happened with the pandemic. Um, God was faithful and he carried us through. And I know personally, um, it was a time for me where I had to depend on God's strength to make it through different times during our times of isolation and um, just distancing each other, from each other. Um, but it got me thinking about all that God had done um, for our church and for C3, and um, it had me reflect on if we are giving the glory back to God in all that he does for us um, as Christ-centered community ministries, or are we taking the credit for ourselves? Um, so that was one thing that I was reflecting on as a whole, um, for all of us. And my prayer and hope is that we are and we continue to be um, a light in the community, a light in those, um, the lives of those around us, whether here, um, online, at our jobs, um, the people that we just interact with, that they will see that we're different, that we have the spirit living in us. Um, and then that kind of goes into when Paul says, and in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus abides in us, and we are called to respond in praise and worship in all that he does. So not only as a church community should we be um, giving the glory to God and be strengthened by that, but each of us individually should also be giving the glory to God in all of the areas of our life. And when thinking about that individually and personally, I uh, was thinking about when I led youth group and I would have the students go around and share rainbows and thunderclouds. Um, because in the bad times, there's always something good. There's always a blessing that God has for us. And in those moments when we're struggling, when we don't know what's going on, when things seem grim, um, it's important to find that blessing and that positive note and give that glory to God. As individuals and as a church, we are, are we in awe of God's power? He can do anything that he sees fit, far more than anything that we could ever imagine or ask for. Are we giving God the glory that he deserves in all that we do or just certain areas? In the good times and bad, we are strengthened when we keep our focus on God and continue to pour into his plan and his purpose. So what are we going to do with all of this? First, are you letting God take up residency in your whole inner being and not just parts of your life? 
Pray that God would strengthen you with the power of his spirit in your inner being and that he will dwell in your heart, that he will strengthen you with his power. Second, are you participating fully in the kingdom on earth? Are you allowing God's love to strengthen you and be a foundation in all that you do, not just the areas that you pick and choose? When we are grounded and strengthened in God's love, we are able to love others better. Pray that you can grasp the love of God in a way that it is a foundation for your life. Lastly, are you giving God the glory in your life, in the good times and bad? Make it a point this week to find the blessings in the highs and the lows. Find a rainbow in your thundercloud and point it all back to God. And when you find that, my encouragement to you is to share it with somebody else in your life um, because they want to hear it. They want to know what's going on in your life and they want to be able to encourage you and walk with you and help strengthen you. Let's pray. God, thank you for giving us the strength that we need um, in the good times and the bad. Thank you for giving us your love as a foundation for all that we do in all of the areas of our life. I pray that you will help us to um, clear out our inner being of all the things that aren't in your plan for us. I pray that you will help us all to really meditate on what we are filling ourselves with and focus on filling ourselves with you. I pray that you will help us to feel the strength that you give us with your power and your love, and that you will help us to be completely full with the fullness of God. And I pray that we are able to shine that light and be a um, beacon of hope to those around us um, at all times. And I just pray this all in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Christ Centered Cast. Please join us again next week. God bless.